listening to Jim and Mike talk. Recording at the, did you say, seven studios in beautiful Washington, New Jersey. And now, here are your hosts, Jim and Mike. Hey everybody, this is Jim. Hey, this is Mike. And we're... Uh, and, uh, yeah, list, uh, listeners, uh, we're welcome all you listeners back. My voice sounds a little different. I am 40 miles away from Jim instead of in the studio there with him. So, uh, how are you doing over Pennsylvania there, Jim? Hanging in there. Keeping busy. I'm in New Jersey. I'm the one in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my. Hey, this is a special. Uh, this is a special edition, uh, COVID nineteen edition. So what we're going to do is we're going to put this out quickly and uh, not have it numbered like uh, all the other episodes. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, we usually uh, record like a month before or so, and uh, so this will be more. This is going to be topical, um, and we're going to talk about the virus everything that's going on and uh also go into um let's start with the uh spanish flu so i don't know that's right and uh then we'll get into what we've been up to and other stuff so right right what i'd like to see um look at my objectives here i'm gonna uh look at where uh, where we're at right now with COVID 19 and uh, what we're doing, the state thing, what uh, you, Jim, are doing and what I'm doing, the state thing. And then, of course, um, answer the big question we all want to know, and that is, uh, uh, what is it about a woman wearing a mask that puts a turn on? You know, yeah. it's an important question. <laughs> so I uh, want to start off with, uh, get us rolling with uh, some of the, the statistics here. And uh, we're looking at uh, today is April 18th, Saturday, April 18th. Yeah, these. And it's important to note because we've got time sensitive reporting here. Yeah, these are the. Uh, um, the and these are the. I'm sorry to interrupt. These are the numbers actually from from today, from this morning. Um, that's right. That's from April 18th. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got. Uh, I want to look at uh, Pennsylvania. We've got uh, 800 reported deaths. New Jersey. 3,800 reported deaths. Uh, we can talk later about the difference. You know, New Jersey is a lot smaller, and it's 38 compared to 8. So uh, really getting hit a lot harder in New Jersey. Uh, the U.S. is 37,000 deaths, and the world total right now is 156. And so, you know, for us, that sounds like a lot. And if you're listening to this sometime in May, you're going to see those numbers and say, wow, that's low. And so, you know, it's all relative. It's all really on a perspective here. Um, there's numbers, um, just throwing out those numbers, there's numbers that I'm not going to talk about, and, you know, we can get into this now or later, Jim, but, uh, you know, looking at uh, the number of confirmed tested cases, those that are yes. recorded, and, uh, you know, I want to I want to throw out my opinion here right away that those numbers aren't as important. What They're important only for seeing the trend, whether it's going up or down. But there's actual numbers, for instance, they're claiming in the U.S. 700,000 reported and confirmed cases, about 700,000 or, you know, 0.7 million. Now, it's, it's really important to remember as we battle this virus that the numbers of actual people who are affected or infected is much higher. Yeah. I, would, I, would even, I would even suggest not 0.7 million, but 10 million 20 million, uh, 30 million, you know, myself, I feel that I'm infected. And so uh, there's a lot of people around us who are infected. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I wonder if symptoms are asymptomatic. Yeah, I wonder if um, you you could have the virus and maybe you have a, you don't have it as bad as, you know, other people, especially people that had to go to the hospital, you know, people... Unfortunately, it had to go on ventilators, and but maybe maybe there is a strain that's um, you know maybe you have a low low dose or whatever of the virus, and I that's think right. It, that's right. I totally I totally yeah. agree. There's there's uh, two big factors, and that is uh, your physical condition, how I'm different than you, 
yeah. uh, health-wise. And then also, you know, what kind of uh, amount did I take into my lungs? What amount did I breathe in, you know? Yeah. Um, even, wor- even worse, of course, if I, you know, was, you know, lick the doorknob or something, you know, yeah. it's going to hit me a lot harder. Yeah, you've but been known to do that sometimes. I tried to give that up, yeah. That's a bad habit. you got to give that up. I did you know, like I, that habit. Just, you know, uh, I, I, I used to lick but, uh, toilet seats. And w- once I, I, I once I saw that I video, I, 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 yeah. I stopped that actually before the flu. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's two, two huge things, but uh, it's, I think it's really important to remember, you know, in a technical, technical piece here is that when you look at those cases, you don't say, oh my God, there's. 700,000 people infected in the U.S. No, that's those who are tested. And you know, our testing rate is still around 1%, right? Maybe it's hit two. And yeah. so there's so many people. There's, you know, 95, 98% of the people in the U.S. have not been tested. And so many of them are asymptomatic or just mild symptoms uh, like I have. This virus is actually a lot worse. You know, when it, when it first, when we first heard about it, you got a lot of people, um, including myself, kind of skeptical as, you know, why aren't we talking about the flu and how many people that kills every year? That's right. Um, That's right. But the one key factor is that the flu, it takes one to four days for it to um, appear, you know, for you. Influenza. Yeah. Um, so... You could get the flu and like the next day, you know, you have the flu. Um, right. The scary thing about this is that you could get the coronavirus and you could get it the next day or you could get it two weeks later, up to 14 days. Um, you mean show symptoms? Yeah, to show symptoms. So, so right. people are definitely walking around that may have it may have it like mild case and then it turns into something worse and they've already spread it onto, you know, other people. Um, That's right. Just, use, just using myself as an example, Jim, uh, I, I was laid off work one uh, month ago exactly back on the 20th of March and since then have not had much contact with people and, and at work, you know, there's a lot of people yeah. uh, that were contagious likely. And so... That next week, I had stomach cramps, fatigue, and uh, some body aches. Mm-hmm. Well, then the next week is when those, some of those went away, and I had that dry cough that I'm just getting over now. I still have yeah. that dry cough. And that, I also and have and that. So like, it goes through yeah. a progression, certainly, and it took time. It honestly took time, and it's been one month now for me. Yeah, and I think um, it depends on how healthy you are. And we're both, I would think, pretty healthy. We're not. Right, right. We're uh, we're not that young, but we're not that old. But uh, and yeah, we we maybe have got. I mean, I had it's every day it gets a little better, but I have this cough that it's a dry cough. But is that just a cold or you know? So, but we don't know unless I go get tested. But I don't have all the symptoms, you know, fever and yeah. Speaking speaking about the testing, I uh, just heard on uh, reliable sources on the TV from doctors yesterday. Uh, Dr. Fauci said you could get tested; it would be negative, and you go about your business with this negative test result, yeah. and then you get infected. Yeah. You're infected the next day, and you're carrying around for a week saying, "I'm negative, I'm negative," and yeah. you're infected, yeah. and because you just got infected. So, you know, the testing is uh, it's great for the day, but what about like say, what about the the next few days, what about the next few weeks for you? Yeah. So, you know, this is a real, it's a real tough issue, uh, testing. We're referring to the testing for the antigen of COVID-19, not the antibody testing. We're talking about the testing for the, for the virus. Yeah. Right. And, uh, I guess there's a question whether you can, if you have, if you get tested, you're positive, um, you go in the quarantine for, I guess, 14 days. And then, yeah, and I guess the real question is if you can get it again. And I mean, I've heard some people say you can't because your body already fought it. I saw that yesterday too on the news. And Fauci, who has been dealing with AIDS, HIV for 38 years, and he's top of his game in the whole nation. And he said, from all he's seen, that most likely you're immune and most likely you won't get it again. So it's only a, 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 a 
hint of a doubt there. The doubt that small amount of doubt that you, you might get it again. Yeah. So I don't know if let's go into the Spanish flow. Um, right, right. Let's go back with history a little bit. Yeah. Now, I've heard some people refer to this as the 1917, but I want to clear that up. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that the China, wasn't that the China flu? No. The China virus. That might have been. Oh, I, oh. That, I, okay. I can't There's find something that. Something about that, too. Something about that with 17. I think I it know. was a mystery. Uh, they, like, kind of, you know, there's no information on it. So, it, I don't know. That's kind of mysterious. Right, right, right. I did. I did. I, I Googled. I Googled. 1917 China virus. Nothing. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> Try it You just Try gotta it. watch when you type in China. You know, see what comes up. But you, right, know, you like, want to be careful. Like if you're searching it in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. That, it wouldn't be good. Yeah. Yeah. The VA China virus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the um. Okay. So the the Spanish flu. There was yeah. one. There was one in 1918. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah, this is the 1918. Now, this flu was definitely. I mean, we're still in the early stages of the coronavirus, COVID 19, as they call it. Um, now, I heard. Now, this is the other thing. I heard that they called it 19 because of uh, 2019. That's when it started. I that's don't know. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And COVID stands for coronavirus disease. Okay. C O V I, and then the D stands for disease. Yeah. And now, you know, there was some misinformation, you know, on the news. This was three days ago. Um, Kellyanne Conway was uh, was wondering, you know, why we weren't farther along with this, you know. Yeah. And and you know, because she said, you know, this is nineteen. She said, uh, "Come on, folks, this isn't COVID one here." <laughs> and uh, you know, it just kind of threw me off a little bit. But uh, I'm sure she's yeah, trying to make a joke. But you know, we shouldn't joke. Well, uh, she didn't have a she didn't have a joking tone. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll move on from that. Yeah. yeah. So um, now this now this is the thing. The we're only in the early stages of the um, COVID nineteen. Uh, That's right. We can say it started could have started in December in China. Um, right, somewhere and, like that. So, but for the United States, uh, it could have, I don't know, maybe it was January, February. So let's just say um, we're three months in, right? Only three months. Right. So the... Um, Into the world, worldwide, yeah. Yeah. Now, the 1918 um, flu pandemic, Spanish flu, it lasted right. from January 1918 to December 1920. Wow. Yeah. Well over, um, what are we going to say? Two year, almost two years. Uh, it infected five hundred million people. Five hundred million. And five hundred million. Yeah. Now, at the time, this was a quarter of the world's population. So that's in, that's amazing. That's not deaths. That's infected. And so, say one in four people. I mean, I know, wow. I know. There's all different. Re, you know, we're talking about the entire world but um we can say right, right but you're saying you're saying one in four people died no no this is infected i'm talking infected. Okay, yeah gotcha, gotcha. they got it yeah, um, one in four infected now the death um death toll is kind of sketchy it says it's anywhere from 17 million to 50 million or is possibly right. possibly as high as 100 million um, so it was one of the deadliest wow. pandemics in human history. Um, now this is the other thing, and this is this goes along with the coronavirus, which I feel in the beginning we didn't maybe take it. We we put some things in place like uh, travel bans, but maybe we didn't think it was as serious um, as it is. And serious. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. And there's a reason for that, and that's because we have never experienced anything like this in our lifetime. Yeah. And who's to say that, I mean, if the numbers start going down, but we don't know if they're going to keep going up. So we can't, we're still early in this. Um, you know, a year from now, it could still be 
here, you know, and right. You know, and, and we're and, uh, Dr. Dr. Fauci had a great analogy. I believe it was him, and he said this: Let's say that you are going up the hill in an automobile. You've crested the hill. You know, mm-hmm. you've leveled off. Now you're going downhill. You're applying the brakes and you're slowing down. Yeah. Do you take your foot off the brakes? No. Do you take your foot off yeah. the brakes just because you're starting to slow down? Hey, we're slowing down. Take your foot off the brakes. No, you keep your feet on yeah. the brakes until you get down the hill and stop. Yeah. And I thought that was really, really wild. Yeah. So that it's not a time for not a time for us to to take our foot off the brakes because no. we've plateaued, we've crested the hill, we're going downhill now. It's not a time to take our feet off the brakes. So, um, 1918, that was World War One, and Correct. so it says the censors minimized early reports of the illness and the uh, mortality in Germany, the United Kingdom, France, and the United States. Uh, newspapers were free to report the epidemic's effects in neutral Spain, such as the grave illness of King Alfonso VIII. <laughs> And these stories created a false impression of Spain as especially hard hit. So this is where it got the Spanish of the Spanish flu, the name. There were false reports that, you know, this might have started in Spain or things were really bad in Spain. Right, but it's other reasons that it's really bad in Spain. So there, it says historical and... um, I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna fudge this word. Ep, Epidemi. I can't even say it. Let's just say. Epidi. <laughs> that means the origin of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was inadequate to identify. You know the geographic origin of the virus. So they don't know exactly where it started. Yep, right, right. You know, you hear about patient zero. You know, so it was hard to pinpoint exactly. And you know what's hard about pinpointing it? I'm just thinking about about Wuhan and the wet markets. If you were actually, let's say, Jim, you were uh, patient zero, and then those around you, you're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like you can go back and, oh, yeah, you know, that was me. You know, I was a part of that. You're gone, you and all the surrounding. If you were indeed in the in the true origins of it, you're gone there. It's not. It's kind of silent right now. Well, the, this this goes with the, that in that in the United States, the disease was first observed in Haskell County, Kansas. This was in January 1918. Uh, prompt, wow. Yeah, prompting local doctor Loring Miner to warn the U.S. Public Health Service academic journal that on let's see on March fourth. 1918, company cook Albert Gitchell from Haskell County, he reported sick at Fort Riley, which was a U.S. military facility, um, and they were training American troops during World War I. So, making him the first recorded victim of the flu. Okay, so, so this wow. is when it started in January. So, he wasn't like patient zero, but this was the first reported. Now, get this. Within days, 522 men at the camp had reported sick. And by March, wow. now by March 11th, so here we go with the, the coronavirus supposedly started in December, January. And then once, once we got into March, like present day, right, with the coronavirus, right. things started getting, things started getting bad. I remember... Um, it was around that time because uh, when I was at work, I remember we started slowing down almost to nothing at my print shop, um, and it was around. It was almost around that March 11th, which is weird. This is um, so. This is 1918. Uh, right, 102 years later. Yeah, these are the same things. Right? So, so by March of 1918, the virus had reached Queens, New York. Uh, failure to take preventive measures in March, April was later criticized. And the thing is, this was uh, World War One. There was, uh, you know, a lot of people, like masses of 
you know, troops. Uh, they were staying in close quarters. So this this was a little bit different in that it's almost like, uh, well, it's almost like current day with concerts and gatherings. Um, right. Where you have... Let me interject something here, Jim. Let me just, let me just point out something I, I mentioned before, and that is let's say you've got all these guys being sick. These are military guys in World War One. These are tough guys. Yeah. If if someone had symptoms as bad as mine right now, they wouldn't even be reporting them. Yeah. I I have this this dry cough. Uh, I have achy muscles. If if you're a World War One military guy in training and you've got symptoms like I have and you're watching those around you get sick, vomit with fevers and die, you're just, you're just going to keep going. Yeah. I mean, people with my symptoms right now with COVID-19 aren't even reporting there in the barracks. They're, just, they're going about their duties of whatever they're doing, whatever their specialty is in, in the Army or that branch of the military. You know what I mean? There's like so many that were infected and just, mm-hmm. just kept going. But we now know that, uh, you know, we're, we're a little bit smarter here 102 years later, and we know that even though life could function, with my mild symptoms, I shouldn't be uh, out uh, talking closely with people, touching people, working. I need to be away to keep the numbers down. But they didn't know that back then. It's 102 years ago. They just kept going. Yeah. And you wonder how they were, how it was reported, because now with uh, the coronavirus and the testing, uh, it's automatically reported. I don't know what kind of testing they had back then, or if you just thought you had it if it was reported that it was no, i think it was much more much more strict so i think that like i just said that there's those people were not even counted the people who have symptoms yeah. like i have right now yeah 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 if, if, if you were feverish and hallucinating and vomiting and didn't die there you had it <laughs> you know you've got it that's 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 one report yeah i think it was a lot more back then than even reported I think the hardest hit I'm reading here is it said um, the disease killed in many parts of the world, but some 12 to 17 million people died in India, about 5% of the population. So it's not like 50%, but 5%, still a lot. And then in Iran, uh, the mortality was very high. Uh, According to an estimate between, uh, let's see... 902,000 to 2 million or 8% to 22% of the population. So they're not exactly sure. In what? Yeah. In what country? That was Iran. Iran. Okay. Yeah. And then in Brazil, the, pre- the, the president of Brazil died from this. So you can imagine yeah. a president of a country or a prime minister or like um, with Boris Johnson... Is that his name, Boris? Um, you know, getting ill. It's Boris. Boris. Yeah. Yes. Boris. Boris. So something else to, that's different between a hundred and two years ago and now is you noticed uh, it was wartime a hundred and two years ago, and they're the ones who are traveling. They're the ones who are moving and mm-hmm. living in close quarters. Everybody else is at home. Yeah. If you were in Omaha, Nebraska, and you weren't in the military. You st- you were you were in those couple counties. Oh yeah. You're living in you know Wyoming County, Pennsylvania, and you weren't in the military. You were just in those few counties. Now we're traveling all over the place. We're taking it back and forth from Shanghai oh, yeah. and Wuhan and, and New York City, and there's so much more movement now with people breathing yeah. and touching things. Well, I'm comparing it to um, not to compare it exactly, <laughs> but with the troops being in close quarters and. Hundreds and hundreds of people, like you said, being all, you know, together at one. I'm comparing it to present day, what we have, our concerts. And, and uh, no, no, I agree with that. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. But it's even more so because we're moving about the world. We didn't used to move about oh, the world. Yeah. And when we did, it was on a ship. Mm-hmm. People, were take, people weren't taking airplanes. If yeah. you weren't in the military, you weren't taking an airplane. You were taking a ship and it takes you three weeks or a month to get somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's so much... And you may not get much air, confined quarters, definitely. Uh, Right. Totally agree. Now... Go ahead. 
you're finishing up on this? Yeah, a couple, yeah. Um, now, one thing that's different about this, because we know the coronavirus, well, in the beginning, uh, they were saying it was killing the elderly, um, people with poor immune systems or people that weren't healthy. But then, you know... Elderly, is that elderly? Is that, is that 15 of us? <laughs> oh, right, that's AARP, never mind. <laughs> And then it started, we started hearing about some deaths of younger people that were, had nothing, we assumed nothing wrong um, with them. Uh, Except, you know, those, those down in Fort Lauderdale, you know, if you're 21, you, you are known to lick a toilet seat or two. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably, you know, a high concentration there. But the, um, you know, the, one, the guy from um, Fountains of Wayne, uh, oh, right, right. He was like 51, you know, around our age. And uh, right. I assume he was, you know, he was performing as much as like five, six months ago, I, I think. Um, so I I would say he was healthy, but I don't know. I don't know his health record. But Right, let's just use that as an example. Let's just say he was at a club three months ago in New York City and... And it's all around in that part, in that bar. I'm just making this up. Mm -hmm. In that bar in New York City three months ago, and no one knows what's around. He's talking closely with people, and uh, he catches it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> the one thing, and I think it has to do with people being in the, the services, you know, in the Army, and participating in World War One, is that nearly half the deaths of the Spanish flu were young adults, 20 to 40 years old. So I think wow, you have that, to take that, into a, military related. Yeah, yep. you have to take that into account. So and ninety two percent of the deaths still occurred in people under sixty five. So wow. yeah, ninety two percent. And it well, said let me, just, let me just throw something else out there because you said uh did you say sixty two years old? Sixty five. Sixty five years old. Yeah. Then. Remember if you were sixty five years old back in 102 years ago, that would be like... Like 85. or 80. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You don't have a lot of health care. Yeah. You're at home. You're not getting out. You're not doing much when you're over 65. You were, you were just... Uh, you retired and you're, you're at home. You know? Doing a lot less than moving around and socializing and everything like uh, some of our 80-year-olds are doing. And then there was... Well, there was a, a flu before the Spanish flu. I'm not going to really... I'm not going to get into that, but I'm going to just mention it. Um, right. So it says in 1918, older adults may have had partial protection caused by exposure to the 1889 to 1890 flu pandemic. And that was known as the Russian flu. Uh -huh. So, and that was not a hoax. Um, it's on Wikipedia. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's got to be true. Now, hey, um, one, one last thing, though. And this is, and we can compare it to the current flu is, uh, and it's about, you know, reopening businesses and. Oh, good. This is right? really important. Because there was a second wave of the 1918 pandemic, and it was much more deadly than the first. It said. Oh, wow. Warning. Warning yeah. to people. Warning. <laughs> it said the first wave had resembled typical flu epidemics. Those most at risk were sick and elderly, while younger, healthier people recovered easily. But by August, now here we are, because we're, this is odd, because this August started in, in the same month. Yeah, this yeah, started in the same month, yeah. two years ago. Okay, so by August, when the second wave began in France and the United States, the virus had mutated to a much more deadly form. This compares to the current because and get this um in October 1918 so we've gone from right. January uh now we're in October okay and think about it we're right, in we're in April right and now Jim, yes right, but you're comparing uh parallel times with uh I'm getting a phone call here sorry yeah. um you're comparing par parallel times with the, the uh, COVID-19 and 102 years ago, it's the same month, right? Yeah, it's the Spanish flu started in January, which, the, yeah, it, this is just so, so odd. Uh, but, okay, so go ahead. 
sorry to so, interrupt you. So, so now we're... About, what about October? So this What's is the key. In October? in October 1918, that was the month with the highest fatality rate of the entire pandemic. October. So I don't know when yeah. uh, the... Let's see, the second wave... It doesn't say when the second wave came, but I assume that... Um, and I'm not sure. sure. In October, you just talked yeah. about the highest deaths in October. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure when it. Yeah, I guess that would be the second wave. And um... yeah, that's what they were talking. About. Yeah, starting in August and the highest death in October. Yeah. That's what we have to look forward to, Jim. So that's it's kind of scary to think. Um, you know, this is the thing with reopening the businesses too soon. I think we and people get ants. People are getting antsy, I guess, but. You know, we're what all it, getting antsy. But we're all getting antsy. Yeah. We, all, we all want that normal. We all want to be productive. We want to have a little bit of fun, but we want to have a normal life, a lot of us. Well, yeah, and as people that, like, I own a print shop, and I love, I've been doing it a long time. You know, the first first couple of weeks were like, oh, I get, you know, I've, I've read I've read three, three books. I'm on my fourth book. But, you know, how many books can I read? You know, and this is... I think this is preparing me for retirement. <laughs> so I, I get to feel, and, and as yourself too, without a job right now. Uh, right, for one month. And we both have homes. Uh, there is stuff to do. I'm, next week I'm going to start painting, finally. Uh, but I'm willing to... Oil, oil or acrylic? What are you, you're starting <laughs> Painting. And maybe, yeah, yeah. yes, and maybe yeah, wearing, I might start wearing pants again, because, oh, you're talking about painting, painting your house, not, you're not doing yeah. artwork, no, That's no, I might do that too, get some uh, get canvas, get enough time, get enough time, my friend, you'll, you'll be good at it, <laughs> be interesting to see in 1918 what kind of, like, um, like art pieces came out and what kind of um true what kind of true, writing true. took yeah. took place <laughs> jim are we done with the spanish flu yes yes okay so um a little chime here there we go uh <laughs> i'd like to just address a couple of things that are silver lining in this covid 19 time okay you up for that yeah yeah you probably read this but this is news from about a week ago, which would be mid-April. Crime in Chicago has been cut in half. Now, these are general yeah. numbers cut in half, but it's greatly reduced crime in Chicago. Now, you would think, normally, with springtime coming on, more crime. That's, that's always, every spring and summer, the higher crime. And it goes low then in the, the winter months. So that's, that's the opposite. And then, of course, with people being more stressed, not having jobs, uh, you know, 30 million people fi filing for unemployment across mm -hmm. the U.S., you would think there'd be more crime, but there's not. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, what's up with that? I don't know. I think I think uh, maybe most criminals are are lazy. And, you know, I was... I mean, my thoughts in the beginning, uh, you know, all these businesses, especially in New York City, big cities, uh, closing down. Of course, they have the... Um, you know, they can put the gates down and, and lock the gates. Not, of I don't course. know if all the you businesses... You through there very easily. I don't know if, you know, Macy's, if they're still around. If, if I don't think they do that, you know. But uh, but it was easier, I think, before for um, someone to walk into a store and and steal stuff, you know. And they don't want to, they don't want to be getting, you know, bolt cutters. Right. They yeah. don't. They don't want to go through the so, hassle yeah, what, what of all I, what that. What I don't have is, uh, is, is specifically what kind of crime reduced. Yeah. That'd be interesting. We'll have to check into that. What kind of crime is, is being reduced right now? Well, I would think the uh, uh, drive-bys. There's not anybody out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're yeah, shooting at mailboxes. Burglary and robbery. Yeah. But uh, and theft. They're shooting but, at uh, light poles stuff. and mailboxes. Yeah, hey, another, and... another so. Go ahead. <laughs> I said they're shooting at light poles. And mailboxes. I think we have a delay here. You know, okay. we're 40 miles from each other. I think we got a couple yeah. seconds delay. Okay. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, uh, all I was saying is they're, they're, instead of shooting people, they're shooting mailboxes and light posts and stuff like that. That's all I was saying. Could be. Could <laughs> be. Hey, another silver lining, Jim, is uh, did you hear about the Punjab region in northern India? No. 
okay. Yeah, we've definitely got a delay going on here. Um, so uh, people in the Punjab, northern India region can now see the Himalayas. I even saw a picture of it. Oh, okay. Smog and clouds. Yeah. You can see the Himalayan top, uh, you know, uh, where uh, Mount Everest is, up in, up in there somewhere. Um, um, it's been 30 years. It's been several decades. Wow. Yeah, and because they have of the not pl- been able to see the Himalayas due to the smog and poor mm-hmm. air quality. You know about the poor air quality, India, China especially, some parts of Russia. Okay. Where regu- regulations are really low. And so they can now see because of factories shut down, putting out less smog. Wow. The air is cleaner. It's just amazing. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so that is a good thing in the midst of being in a pandemic is with, you know, getting rid of smog. I mean, temporarily. Once everything goes back to normal, that's what's sad. I mean, unless they put in, yeah. realize this is a good thing and put in more regulations, you know. Right, but it's a good test. And so yeah. people of India could, you know, get teased with this. You know, there's oh, people yeah. right now are saying... We live near the tallest and most beautiful mm-hmm. snow-capped mountains, and we normally uh, can't see the people them. Who the people who are thirty on down have not seen that before from wow. their hometown. I mean, <laughs> wow! <Yeah. laughs> I knew the mountains were there. My father told me about. It, you know, <laughs> um, so I, I think it's a good test so that we could see the beauty of that, and then what they could possibly go back to with cleaner air. What are I got any other uh, any other silver linings? What else is good about being about this uh, horrible thing that we have going on? Any ideas? Well, I get to spend more time with with my wife and my son. Uh, we can do more uh, family things. It to a certain extent because you can't go out anywhere. Um, right, right. Speaking of going out, Jim, uh, you've been out uh, to the grocery store. You and your wife wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, Well, you know, the great masquerade. Now, um, of course, I'm there with my wife, but I normally go grocery shopping alone, and I'm not going to try and sound like a perv, but <laughs> you know, grocery shopping is is I don't like doing it. You know, it takes me an hour. So, and sometimes you see, you know, some nice women and the nice looking women in the store. You know, you can. Right, if you're single, yeah. it's not a bad place to meet people. Yeah, I'm not no. single, but I I still like women. I like looking. <laughs> so I like women. Yeah. So now it's it's more of a mystery as to what is behind that mask. Um, yeah. You know, you don't know. Are they are they missing teeth? Are they? <laughs> do, do they have Do they have a mustache? You know, you can see, and actually, you know, you. You can see the eyes and, and... And Jim, they could be smiling at you. They could be smiling at you. They could. You don't know. They could. They could underneath it say, call me. You know, I wouldn't call them. But <laughs> I don't even know no, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking, of course. But yes. now... Now I... There's a mystery. Yeah. Go ahead. And it's like a big masquerade ball going on. You know, without it's without all. the alcohol and the you know, you're at the grocery store. Of course, uh, Shoprite that I go to uh, in town has a great music selection. I uh, hear uh-huh. REM, the Smithereens. I've heard the Cure. Um, you know, oh, you cool. you name it. And yeah, the I talked to the cashier the one time. This is a little off subject, but. Um, the guy who program programs the music used to be a DJ or used to be on the radio. So he, he does all... He knows the importance, he knows the importance in the value. Yeah, and I don't know if he's programming all the shop rights or just that shop right. Um, right. And I've heard the gin blossoms so cool. too. And so uh, so anyway, so with cool. the with the masks... Um, so we, yeah, Jim, back, back, I, I, got a, I got a theory. Go ahead. You were, you were saying something. So we... We went to get takeout last night, and I'm um, trying to um, patronize the local businesses. And patronizing, go ahead. Is that not the right word? Um, no, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to support support the local businesses. Um, yes, yeah, very good, very good. Yeah. 
So the place we go to, they're still doing takeout. Uh, it is a restaurant and uh, they're a customer of ours. And, but anyway, I'm, you know, you, I walk in there. There's like three other, two other people standing there with masks on. And uh, right. I, I see, see the manager and I say, hey, hey, Ron. And uh, he looks, he goes, who is that? Because you're wearing the mask. I said, right. I said, it's, it's Jim. And, uh, oh, hey, Jim, you know. He's like, yeah, I, I, I yeah. can't. And then the, the woman standing next to me, or I think we're closer than six feet. You know, I don't have a, I don't bring yeah. a t measuring tape with me. So it's hard to determine. Um, if, you can, wait, if you can punch them in the head, uh, then they're too close. That, that's what my brother says. Go ahead. And what if you're, um, what if you're, uh, what would it be if you couldn't tell the distance, like nearsighted? Would that be, you're farsighted. You can see far, but not near. You know, so you won't be okay, able that's to. That's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. Back to the, back to the woman in line. So you're in, you're in line with this woman, and you've got the people across the counter from you, too. Yeah. But she, she's, she mentioned, you know, nobody knows who anybody is, or nobody can see anybody's faces any anymore you know and starts laughing just so, like a masquerade yeah. ball exactly yeah so that's why you um you know you get like i have i just also besides um i don't know if i mentioned the bandana the cheap trick bandana uh but i right. i just ordered last night a chewbacca <laughs> it's oh cool so cool. it fits over your it hopefully to fit over my mat you know the uh regular mask but i'll look like yeah. chewbacca be great. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Hey, well, let me yeah. give you my opinion on the uh, the math thing. I've got a, I've got a theory, of course. You know, I've got one based in psychology here. It's kind of like Christmas morning. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you you want something, right? You kind of want it really bad. You've been dreaming about it, and and you're hoping, you know, and you kind of wonder what it is. The mystery and the anticipation is even better than what's really inside. You know, it's, it's the not knowing, but it, it's partially covered. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the excitement because you don't know what's underneath there. You know, you don't know, you don't know what's underneath there. And I think sometimes we imagine the best. You know, a lot of times we imagine the worst in cases, but I think yeah. in this situation, we imagine the best, you know? So, uh, you know, could it be that everyone's a little bit more beautiful during COVID? Yeah. And what, and what about, you know, people who are single and they, now they can't, I guess they could go on a date wearing them, but you know, you're not going to be kissing it. <laughs> Can you imagine the first date? Now I saw an article and I, I think it's, I think it's a real article on Dr. Fauci talking about Tinder. <laughs> okay. And how it, you know, it, it wouldn't be wise to invite a stranger into your house <laughs> or, <laughs> with the virus going I mean I don't know unless you you would take their temperature and uh, before they come in mm -hmm. what if you what if you just sleep with them but don't breathe on much is that possible does Fauci address that no I don't think he went in the, the whole thing but and it's and when you go on, say you do go on, uh, well, you can't even go on a date. I mean, you could go for a walk. Yeah. I guess that could be a date, right? You, right. You can go for a right, walk, right. but they're wearing the mask, and you again, you don't know if they have all their teeth. Well, you don't, and yeah, and don't get all those nonverbal cues, all that yeah. expressions, and, and and everything. You're missing a lot. Yeah. And I want to say really feel for the people who are single and the people yeah. who have kids. At home, there's, there's a lot of people who have it uh, have it a little more difficult than I. That's for sure. Yeah, and I know beauty isn't everything, um, but it it has made people more. I think it's made people more beautiful. You know, just yeah, seeing yeah. their the great equalizer, the, the great masquerade. Yeah, because if you say you have the, like a like a big mole on your chin with hair coming out of it, you're not going to see that right, anymore. Right. Yeah, and uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> like in the uh it's the great masquerade yeah there was an austin powers movie where the um yeah. guy had i think it was um i can't think of his name now but he had a mole 
and Austin Powers was so yeah. concentrated on that mall. He he but, he but, couldn't but, control but, himself. Yeah, yeah. He was going moly moly moly, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so do you? All right, so Jim. You got anything? Well, There's definitely a delay here while I'm yeah. 40 miles from you here. Well, I uh, might Jim, I might be else? pausing. Anything else you want to address today for our people? We're hitting uh, hitting going on an hour here probably. Go okay. Ahead. Well, let me. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Just want want the listeners to know we're wrapping it up here. And uh, I do want to wish them all well as they're at home listening in their kitchens, on their couches, in their bedrooms, or going for that walk. And uh, wish all our listeners well. Yeah. And uh, hope we can get through this. Everybody can stay sane during this time. Yeah, you just got to find things. Else, um, you got to find things that, uh, you know, just occupy your time. I mean, whether it's we started watching Game of Thrones. Uh, uh-huh. We were never into it when it was on. We have HBO, so we can watch. There's eight seasons. We just finished season three last night. Um, yeah, got right, five right. more to go. And I encourage I encourage people to be creative. You know, I yeah. started. I've been a wood carver. Been carving wood for uh, forty years now, and uh, finally getting into the chainsaw wood carving. And so I was cutting some trees down at my uh, brother's house uh, the day after I got laid off. So that would have been March twenty first. A month ago, and uh, got some big pieces, and uh, been wanting my whole life to do chainsaw wood carving, you know, mm-hmm. carving on the larger scale, and uh, it works. You yeah. know? So I encourage all of our listeners try something creative, try something different. Now, be you know, work your art in a different medium. Try something yeah. different. Might be uh, performance art, music, writing, creative writing, poetry. Yeah, because now's the time. You like have that. all this time that you didn't now normally have. Yeah, and. Um, you know, I want to th- I want to thank people who are making the masks. You know, there are people. Um, oh, yeah. There's a there's a couple that were on the show called Ninety Day Fiance. Um, right. David and Annie. Annie, um, I want to say she's from the Philippines. Uh, she's so funny. So so anyway, she. I bet you. I bet you she's good looking in a mask. <laughs> I'm just saying. She's kind of good looking without the mask, but too. But I don't know. <laughs> Um, so she, she's taken it upon herself to, uh, make masks. She's sewing masks and, um, I guess donating them to the hospitals. So that's a great thing. That's great. And yeah, we want to thank all the, the people working the, you know, grueling hours in the hospital, having to go through hell, um, with what's going on. And we want to thank, I want to get in that cause, um, we want to thank our, the postal workers, um, the grocery, right, st- right. all the people in the grocery stores, um, you know, having, you know, it's, it's easy for like me and you, um, to say, we're not going to go anywhere because basically my business has dropped. Um, so we decided to close the shop. I own a print shop. And, uh, right. so it's easy for me to say, I'm not going anywhere for like a week unless I'm going grocery shopping. But people that, uh, still have a job and still need to work um, and still need to be there. You know, they, they, they can't just, unless they quit uh, or they have to be there uh, in this pandemic right. that we're going through. I agree with <laughs> yeah. you completely and I salute them as well. Mm-hmm. Jim. And I'd like to give a shout out to, um, I think he might be our biggest fan and his name is Pat and he works for um, UPS and Pat okay. and Pat might be listening right now, driving the truck. He's still working. <laughs> and my um, my business partner, she saw Pat um, about a week or two ago. So I do know he's he's still working, making deliveries. That's a great example. So We're, you, I'm, I'm thinking of him. Pat's yeah. thinking of you. You're the greatest example of those that we need: the delivery and the grocery and the healthcare. Yes, we got to keep keep. What well, you know, the essentials going. Um, you know, some people um, they question why the beer stores are still open, and I know in Pennsylvania, I'm pretty sure they're closed. Is that true? Do you know that? Uh, I just go to, I just go to Giant. Okay. I get my cider at Giant. Okay, I guess if it's in a grocery store. See, in New Jersey, we don't have. They can't sell alcohol in the gr- grocery. Everything's different in Jersey. Everything's different yeah. in Jersey. You got your package stores. Yeah. yeah. 
So luckily I have, uh, there's a beer store down the street from me that makes deliveries. I call. So like two, three weeks ago I called and they were here in 10 minutes. But I don't. Right, did you get your, you got two cases of Keystone Light and a pack of blue ribbons, right? Actually, I've been drinking Rolling Rock, believe it or not. Um, I got Rolling Rock, yeah, I got Rolling Rock cans. Yeah, hydrated. Yeah, keep you hydrated. Yeah. And, that rolling Rock, keeps you hydrated. And I got yeah, my, water, so. and I got my bottle of bourbon. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Good stuff. So, yeah. one, maybe one last thing here. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, then my battery is still dead. Yeah. Here, Jim. Uh, so, PA here, so, you know, I close this thing up. I've been having them. I've been having these sleepless nights lately until like a couple days ago. I've been wondering, you know, I see all these celebrities um, doing live on Instagram, and I've watched some great concerts too. So, uh, right. we've watched, you and I watched Dave Matthews, not together. But um, Dave Matthews yeah, performed. Yeah. Dave Matthews, he was so uncomfortable not having an audience. Yeah. He, could get over it. Yeah. he couldn't break through that. He still did well. He talked well. And he spoke well. And he yeah. played well. But he just couldn't. He just kept referencing. Could not get over. Like, I hope somebody's listening. Yeah. yeah. Pretty funny. <laughs> so I've been, I've been watching a lot of these. Um, one person, uh, Jay Rowe. Um, his, yeah. He's a, a piano, a jazz pianist from Connecticut. And we're going to get Jay in here, uh, not in the studio, but we're going to interview him soon. And yeah, but the guy from the Lumineers, um, I think his name's Wesley. He's uh, the singer. I guess there's two singers, but he did. a. Uh, I see G love G loves doing like, I don't know. It seems like every other day. Right. The, the funniest is uh, Howie Mandel. OK, Howie's on Instagram, right? Live. <laughs> and he just sits yeah. there and and he actually reads everybody's questions, comments. And it's oh. it's actually kind of boring and I think he's on there. I think he's bored. So here's a person who needs <laughs> he needs a hobby, you know, Howie. Yeah. Mandel yeah. need Hey, something else so, is going tonight uh, for our li- for our listeners uh, who are listening to this after April 18th. going to miss it but uh, Jim tonight is uh, uh, the big names uh, in pop. Lady Gaga and such. Uh, oh, okay. One concert tonight at eight. Oh yeah, I think uh, I think we have it set to record. Oh, and um, last night, I'm a big Walking. My wife and I are big Walking Dead fans, and um, yeah. so um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Okay, he he lives in New York, upstate New York, and it's um, I think it was called Friday Night In with the Morgans, right? And it's done with, I think, Zoom. And so he had he had two, uh, this other guy, he's an actor. He had uh, a girl that's on The Walking Dead or was on The Walking Dead. And he had their doctor that they go to. And she's still working and working in the hospital. They had her on and they had a fan on too. So they're sitting in their living room. Right. And um, so that was, that was actually kind of, kind of, um, that was kind of interesting. I've seen some that are so boring, they don't know what to talk about. And then I watched last night. There's a movie called That Thing You Do. Okay. Right. It came out in the 90s. And it was the cast of That Thing You Do, the band. And all of a sudden pops on Colin um, Hanks, Tom Hanks' son. <laughs> right? Yeah. He comes on, a um, couple other uh, people came on, and they're watching the movie, but the problem with YouTube is they couldn't show the movie. Um, they had to have a timer over top of it. So they're all watching the movie simultaneously and talking about it, talking about different scenes. And that was interesting. Um, and so... You have people commenting. Now, get this. There's 20,000 people in there, right? And yeah. so um, the comments are just rolling by. Sometimes they slow up. But I see Joey Fatone is in there. <laughs> and he was from one of the boy bands. And so anyway, I, I didn't see any other celebrities. So that was kind of interesting. But I just want to end this with 
I've been losing sleep because all these celebrities, you know, they're checking in. They're like, I'm okay. You know, um, you know, they're, right, right. I know you're, yeah. I know you're concerned for their yeah. welfare. Go ahead. But one is I, Ben Affleck. You know, I, I'm like, I haven't heard from Ben. We haven't until the other day. I was so concerned for Ben. You think I'm joking? I'm not joking. And Ben and his girlfriend, they were, um, they made, they made their relationship official last month on Instagram. I don't know if you know that. Um, so uh, I, I took off yeah. work for that day. I celebrated that day. Okay. Go ahead. And his girlfriends, Anna de Armas, uh, they've been inseparable, you know, and um, now they're in this movie called Deep Water. I, I tried to look it up. Maybe it's coming out, but they're sheltering in place in Los Angeles. But they were actually seen out and about the other day. Um, wow. They've they've been diligent about walking their dogs, Elvis and Hutch, their dogs. And um, this is important information. And now Affleck, the other day, he had a casual off-duty wardrobe. I don't know what that means, off-duty. You know, he doesn't have yeah. a job. He, well, he's an actor, but... I am a millionaire. It's a weird thing to hear, right? I'll tell you. It's a weird thing to say. He, he has different wardrobes, depending on who he's playing. What, what is off-duty? Um, I don't know. Uh-huh. And... It's remained consistent since the days of Goodwill Hunting. So he's he's worn the same clothes since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his girlfriend, she's mixed. Th- she has mixed things up. I don't. Know. She's got mixed the Gucci, Gucci jumpsuits. Yeah, the Zimmerman maxi skirts and the Celine hoodies. And um, how could she? How dare she? But mixing this, it up like that. This this is the pivotal point of this story. Is that their most impactful fashion moment came yesterday. Now, this is from April 16th. So this would have been on the 15th when they were spotted wearing matching face masks. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who does that? Now, this article, this is from Vogue. It says that celebrities, um, it's taken them a while to get on board with these face masks. Because (laughs) after all, the idea of hiding your face is antithetical to Hollywood's image-obsessed culture. But you know what? I was thinking about this. If you're a celebrity, wouldn't you want to wear a mask so that people don't bother you all the time, you know? I am a millionaire. It depends how obsessed you are with yourself, right? Now, there's people that can go, like, I don't know, you and I are Bruce Springsteen fans, and I think I would know what Bruce looks like if we ran into him. But still, you might be like, hey, that guy looks like Bruce Springsteen. And it could be Bruce. That guy's eyes. Yeah. That guy's eyes. You know, he's wearing a hat, so, I mean, that guy's eyes. Well, I wouldn't know like the Bruce eyes. See, that's... What, hey, what if he has sunglasses on? Yeah. But Bruce Springsteen with a hat on that you're not used to seeing. Yeah. Sunglasses and a mask. Are you going to recognize him? Yeah. So I think some people can yeah. wear masks, um, famous people. And you won't be able yeah. to tell who they are. And I think that's a good thing, you know? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hey, Jim, um, I'm going to cut you off here. Uh, yeah. I'm going to get going. And uh, I'm going to let you close okay. out and say goodbye to our listeners. Okay. And uh, we're going to catch you all next time. Okay. All right, Jim. Uh, up for show number eight next time, I believe. Session uh, episode eight? Yeah, we'll be on the... Yes, show number eight. And that will be on... That will be on uh, Seinfeld. That's right. Okay. Main topic, main event, Seinfeld. Yep. All right. So okay. Just, I'm going to sign out here, and we're going to let Jim uh, take you. Take okay. The way out. You be good. Right, you stay up. Okay. All right. I'm trying. Okay. Okay. That was uh, Mike, and Mike was on the phone, so uh, I have the phone up to the microphone. That's the only way we could figure out how to record. We did have a lot of technical issues. Um, we've been trying to do this for the last week, so hopefully um, you can hear Mike. I know he sounds like he's in a tunnel, and um, so everybody, um, be safe out there. Just you know, find things to do, um, and we'll uh, you know hopefully be back to doing what we were doing soon. I don't think it's going to be real soon. 
but just uh, listen to what the uh, doctors, even the government, even if you don't like the government um, or what they say, but just listen to what everybody's saying and we're all going to get through this. So um, this is Jim and um, you'll hear from me again soon. Today's show is produced and edited by Jim Thatcher and Mike Rush. You can find Jim and Mike Talk on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and their host site, Podbean. Intro and exit music by the band 99%.